Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, nutrition and health coach, helping people like you guys to use nutrition as a tool to make everything work better because we are built, every single cell in our body is built from what we put on our plate and the quality of course matters. Guys, today I'm very excited to be talking to you about this new book that was recently published. The name of the book is The End of Craving, Recovering the Lost Wisdom of Eating Well. And it's no secret to you guys probably that overeating is as a as an eating behavior it's so widespread people are always eating eating or wanting to eat and craving things things that are not necessarily good for us right the first time in history of probably history of biological animals or i don't know biological machines that we crave things that are not good for us for many reasons you know that we are still kind of discovering and figuring out but we are eating ourselves to earlier death and more suffering and the only reason we live longer is because we have pretty good uh science a pretty good medicine and that is capable of keeping sick people alive for longer. And people are getting sicker, but they're still alive. In older times, you know, people would just die. These days, medicine helps. But anyhow, let's stop talking about the sad part. We just know it exists. But why, right? So this book um, is another step forward um, in an, is another attempt to figure it out. Why do we crave so many things, um, th- things that are not really great for us? So let me tell you a few stories from the book that I found fascinating. I kind of knew about, you know, these facts, but when they are brought together to make a point and when they're told well, it's like a new discovery, you know, it's like an aha moment it, that forever changes your brain. So story number one, they did a few experiments. You know, it was universally kind of accepted that the more sweet, the better. Like we love sweet things and other things not so much, like sour things or bitter things, right? Like sweetness is a universal attraction um, quality of food that we find the most like satisfying and rewarding. And they were doing these experiments, um, what amount of sweetness of certain fruit, for example, people, um, they were doing this study specifically um, in people in India, and I forgot what the reason was, Uh, but they were trying to figure out, you know, what is the, like, perfect amount of sweetness in that specific uh, fruit that people loved eating there. And what they found, people in that specific region where they were doing the studies, um, ah, they were doing the studies because there was nutrition deficiency that was uh, common in many other regions for niacin, uh, vitamin B3, that when we don't get enough, we can actually die, but before before we get diarrhea, dermatitis, and dementia, a lot of um, not so fun things. 
Um, so in that region, they didn't have those that deficiency compared to other regions of India, you know, where nutrition is suboptimal for sure, where they suffered from uh, the symptoms of that deficiency. And so what they found, uh, people in that region, they ate this sour kind of tamarind. It's like a, you know, fruit in in that region. Um, And specifically that sour variety, it was high in that niacin. And when they started doing experiments uh, on on those people uh, in that region, they learned that those people did not like sweeter variety of tamarind because that was actually lower in niacin in B3. And they were like, okay, so if the sweetness was the ultimate attraction in fuse and that was the only thing we craved, then those people would laugh, would enjoy, you know, they gave them the questionnaires, uh, how much you enjoy um, sweeter or more sour uh, tamarind. So the universal... uh, acceptance was the fact that people loved sweet things more and they gave those people who got their niacin that prevented all this, you know, diseases or um, representation of vitamin B3 deficiency. So they gave those people sour tamarind and sweeter tamarind. And what they found out is people truly, those people truly enjoyed sour taste more the sour the better and the funny thing is the more sour tamarind was the more niacin it contained so they loved what was better for them for their health and after that they did a few other experiments and what they learned from giving people certain foods giving um or not giving them certain nutrients, putting them in foods with certain flavors. And they, what they learned is that people actually prefer and love things that have nutrition that uh, they might lack otherwise. So we actually naturally are drawn to peop- to foods, not to people, maybe for people too, <laughs> to foods that are good for us, that provide essential nutrients. And doing other experiments, they, f- they learned that the brain likes not the sweetest, the tastiest, but what, what's the most useful. And I'll give you my personal story. Um, a couple of years ago, I celebrated my birthday in Kuala Lumpur, the capital of Malaysia. And for my birthday, we went to a seafood restaurant, and it was a restaurant, so they had other different items. And when I looked at the menu, and people asked me, like, what do you want for dessert? I was looking through the menu, and what was really what looked really appetizing for me, not cakes or desserts, but chicken liver pate with real, uh, with real butter. Uh, there was also toast, but toast didn't sound very appealing to me. But that chicken liver pate, I'm like, I want this. And I ate the whole small bowl of it. And it felt like the best cake in, that I tried in my life. It wasn't cake. 
it wasn't sweet, but I think I was looking, I was lacking those nutrients, maybe iron, maybe choline, maybe folate, maybe vitamin A. I was missing those nutrients and probably because of that, I really uh, enjoyed it and I craved it. And back then, you know, I was in Malaysia, I was in a hotel, I didn't cook any, chi- I didn't cook any chicken liver that I usually eat every week. And probably some part of my brain is like, this is what we need. We are missing it. So eat it. The point being is, guys, we do not crave the most delicious thing. We actually crave the best thing, the thing that our body needs. But, there is a but, when we start eating real foods. And that brings me to the second point, is that our brain like certainty. And you see, before, when we ate foods, the same foods, like if you eat strawberry, something that tastes like strawberry, it would bring you certain nutrients. Like in a case of strawberry, there are thousands of phytochemicals, but what's really prominent about strawberry as it's rich in vitamin C. The richest berry in vitamin C. You eat um, a bigger cup of strawberry and you get all the vitamin C you need and more. So you eat strawberry flavor, so to speak, and you get a lot of vitamin C, right? These days, you drink a strawberry-flavored protein shake, and you get a lot of protein, vitamin C. Sometimes they add it, sometimes they don't. But the point being is, strawberries, they don't have much protein at all. But now you get this strawberry-flavored thing that is high in protein, no vitamin C, no fiber, no those phytochemicals. And your brain gets confused because the brain uses flavor, this intricate flavor that each whole food has, as a map, as a guidance. Okay, if we eat this flavor, we're going to eat this nutrients. If we eat this flavor, we're going to get those nutrients. Now, what happened in our food industry is you eat all these different flavors. You know, there are all kinds of flavorings and fake fats and fake sweeteners and uh, all kinds of stuff that changes the way the food tastes. Um, but nutrition, it doesn't correlate. So the brain is always like, okay, I eat this flavor, but I get this. And then the next time I eat this flavor, but I get completely different nutrition. Uh, so if it feels like there there is so much calories, but in reality, there isn't. Like when the gut, you know, the sensors in your gut, for example, you eat something with fake fat, um, like some yogurt with a lot of emulsifiers. And in your mouth, it feels like it's fatty because it's rich. But in your gut, you know, the calculation happens. You can't really fool your brain in thinking that there is something that isn't there. So the brain figures out, okay, there is an error and it's not reliable. And the brain doesn't like to lose. The brain likes certainty because, guys, nutrition is our life insurance. We don't get nutrition, we die at some point. And so the brain ramps up your motivation or your craving to seek out more food. Always seek out more and more and more. And the more fake stuff is in your daily meals, and the longer it's happening, the more you're going to crave stuff. And keep in mind that the craving doesn't just go for food. It goes for everything. Because you don't have a switch between a craving for food or more motivation and craving for other stuff. 
you just have a lot of, you know, craving and motivation for, I don't know, buying clothing, buying this new thing, or craving some other stuff. Just craving, craving, wanting, wanting. Another peculiar thing, craving and wanting, they're separate from liking. Just because you want, just because you want a pack of chips or a bowl of ice cream, it does not necessarily mean you're going to like it, because the liking is actually the brain telling you we are getting what we want to get. But because a lot of food is fake and there is no nutrition and there might be strawberry flavor but no vitamin C, so your brain is like, ah, we don't like it that much, and let's increase the craving because we didn't get what we expected to get. And because of this prediction error happening all the time in so many foods and products, just imagine the amount of uh, flavored yogurts and morning cereals and vanilla flavored uh, almond meal. Like, the, the almond milk is not supposed to be flavored with vanilla or strawberries, no, like soy yogurt, shouldn't be, or flavored like that, or your soy burger shouldn't taste like meat, Uh, and all of these things you think are healthier, they, they are not, and they fool our brains, and they make the brain crave more, because there is no certainty, the brain expects one thing, and it gets another thing. And then the craving is ramped up, so you get and seek out more food. Because again, when there is uncertainty, the brain wants more. The brain wants to ensure that you get more as much as you can, because tomorrow is not guaranteed in your brain, and the brain wants to keep you alive. And I think that was, you know, the main point of the whole book. We crave more, we want more, because we eat fake foods, because we always are fooling our brain, but the brain doesn't like to be fooled. The brain, when it comes to food and nutrition, like consistency. If you eat certain food, if you eat certain flavor, you're supposed to get certain nutrition. And so one practical, very practical takeaway, guys, if you want to have intuitive eating ability, if you want to have hunger that guides you towards choices that support your health, not just your six-pack or your ideal body weight or not getting fat. No, if you actually want the hunger that's going to guide you when you need vitamin B1, B2, or B3, the the names you don't need to know of those vitamins and minerals, the brain can guide you towards foods containing those nutrients, but only if you start eating real foods, foods that preserve their natural flavor. So when you eat something that tastes like meat, it's supposed to be meat. It's not supposed to be some bean burger. When you eat something that tastes like strawberry or banana, then it's supposed to be strawberry and banana, not some, again, um, protein shake or uh protein bar uh, or some energy bowl flavors. They are the guides towards nutrition. They tell our brain, okay, this flavor, this food contains these nutrients. And when we like this nutrient and we need it, we're going to tell this person via uh, increasing their craving and creating images in their head, we're going to tell this person, you guys, that we need this food. And I kid you not, I had so many instances of that. I'm like, I need Brussels sprouts, or I need blueberries, or 
tomatoes or chicken livers or I'm like craving oysters all of a sudden. I don't even like oysters that much, but maybe I'm missing zinc and my brain knows it, but it can't really tell me, okay, you're missing zinc, take a tablet. No, <laughs> what, it, what the brain does, it tells you, you need this food, this flavor to get the nutrients that we need to make you thrive and survive and stay healthy and feed and function optimally on all levels. And let me also look at my notes. Yeah, there was this beautiful quote that when something like this, um, we'll, we use food. Food is a universal tool to bring the outside environment inside of us to create balance. Again, food is a universal tool to bring environment outside of us, inside, to create, to bring balance. Why universal? Because every animal uses it. Every animal knows, so to speak, animals don't really think that much. They don't have this prefrontal cortex that makes them analyze things. But they have the drive, the brain, that drives them towards eating choices that keep them healthy. And another small point, guys, foods are not just flavored. They are also fortified with vitamins and minerals. And that really kind of screws things up, right? You eat a breakfast cereal that is made of wheat, I don't know, of corn, and it's supposed to have only a certain kind of nutrients, but then they fortify it with 20 others and they add a ton of sugars that was never there. And maybe some strawberry or chocolate flavor that, again, has nothing to do with corn. And that is a complete mismatch. And then you don't know why you crave certain things and you crave things that are not good for you. Some uh, onion flavored uh, lace chips. Maybe you needed onions, but because onion flavor in so, is so intense in those chips, your brain thinks, oh, this is the source of what we need from iron, but it isn't, and then you crave more because there is an error, you eat this onion flavored chips, but there is nothing that onion has, right? And all this error is happening all the time, all the time, all the time. And then why, why we are curious, like, why do we crave so many things that are wrong for us? It's because the brain doesn't know how to distinguish anymore what's good for us, what's bad for us, because there are all these mixed maps in the brain. This flavor has this nutrition, but sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, and you crave and you crave and you crave, and you crave things that has nothing have nothing to do with health. And that's why and that's exactly why it happens, guys. All animals, humans including, we have this ability, capability to be amazing intuitive eaters to support our health, well-being, mental and physical, and our ideal body weight and our fitness and all the work demands, we have the wisdom to eat well. But what we need to eliminate, all the fakeness, so to speak. So look at all of the products that you have in your house. Um, Plant-based milk or burgers, um, shakes, bars, your morning cereals, all the products, you know, look at the ingredient list. 
If you don't understand things, if you see a bunch of vitamins, flavors, and, and again, all kinds of chemical terms that you don't understand, chances are there is a lot of fakeness. Um, what else? If you cons- if you consume any added sweeteners, any emulsifiers that are meant to create rich consistency without added fat, usually you know that's how our body knows there is fat and there is a certain amount of calories by uh, this smoothness, this richness of um, experience that fat fatty products have. And when we get the richness, the smoothness, but not the calories or nutrition that are in fats, then we start craving more. So look at all the products. And if you need help, because it is very confusing, uh, what is real, what is fake, please reach out and I'll help you out. I love doing that. It's um, I have, you know, 10 plus years of experience in the industry. And for me, it's like a second nature to figure that out. But for you, it might not be. So please reach out. And if you are struggling with cravings, if you know anyone anyone who is struggling with cravings right now, and because of that, their health, their um, weight, their well-being, mental and physical suffers, uh, give, you know, share this podcast with them and then tell them to reach out and tell them this story that uh, when we eat a lot of fake stuff, we start craving a lot of stuff because the brain doesn't know anymore how to predict where to get the right kind of nutrition. Um, so share, 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 tell these stories to other people that we, that our brain does know how to crave good stuff, but only when we eat real foods. When we eat foods with all these different fake ingredients and flavor enhancers and God knows what else, there is no chance the brain can't fi- can figure it out because there is every day there is something new, some new freaking smoothie with some super food flavor that that is not even there. Um, and that being said, that's that's what I had for you today, guys. Pick up this book if you are curious. Really fascinating. So many stories that I haven't told you. I'm gonna be blogging about this book. It just um, mind blowing. You know, it's one of those books that forever changes the way you think about something. Food in this case. And. Guys, stay tuned for the rest of the week. I have more exciting episodes for you. They're going to be shorter to help you to stay on track with your nutrition during Thanksgiving and a lot of other holidays. So stay tuned and till next time, eat better daily. And today, guys, eat some real food.